Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. This is me, your host, Evan, here with special guest, Jonathan Henderson. John, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, not a problem. It's always fun to be here. It's been a little while, folks. Uh, got married. Married life took over for about two weeks, and now I'm back here, and Gabe will be back on Friday, so we'll have a new show this weekend with Gabe. I know everyone misses Gabe so much because he has so much great input on the show. So, Evan, did you get to see the area where the uh, miracle on ice happened at Lake Placid? Yeah, so I did go up to Lake Placid and saw everything there. It's beautiful up there. Um, we got some snow. We got some uh, some regular weather. But every single every single place I went into, there's some miracle on ice thing there. Played some bubble hockey, USA versus Soviet. Of course, I was in the United States, and we won because that is the way that things should be done. But, guys, before we get started, before we get into the insanity that the left has been pushing for, oh, I don't know, the last month. Um, just a reminder, please go to our website at EmpireStateConservatives.com. Links to all of our shows and merchandise is there. All your purchases go back into Empire State Conservatives podcast, into keeping the lights on, as you can see. I have a bulb out, so I need you guys to go over there, buy some t-shirts. Everything goes back into the company and help us continue to fight leftist oppression here in new york but john we talked earlier let's start with what everyone's talking about the great distraction the slap heard around the world will smith decided that it's okay that men can sleep with his wife but don't you dare talk about her alopecia like this is like the biggest distraction it's such a non it would be a non-story if Actually, no, it wouldn't be a non-story. But the fact that the Oscars are just normally a non-story, without this slap, no one even would have been talking about anything to do with the Oscars. It's just something that has completely become, I don't know what the right word is, passe, where it's just not part of our culture anymore. It's it's like Hollywood has just gone so far away from the normal human beings, and no one can relate to any of this stuff. Movies that are made today, I mean, I don't want to sound old. I'm not that old. But, you know, they're not really making great movies anymore. The big box office movies are all superhero movies. You're not winning Oscars for that. That's not great acting performances. It's pure entertainment. So a lot of people are talking about, oh, this is fake. This was fake, blah, blah, blah. Listen, whether it was fake or not, the whole thing is pure insanity. I mean, you know, Chris Rock's up there he's making jokes. He's Chris Rock. This is what he does, right? Has anyone ever seen a Chris Rock special where he didn't insult people? That's like his whole thing. He insults people. He makes fun of people. He's a comedian. This is what he does. And he's going at, he, he makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's haircut. Listen, she has alopecia. We get it. It's not a life-threatening disease. But Will Smith is laughing about it. He looks at Jada. She's not laughing about it. And then, I don't know, maybe he just has a complete mental breakdown, goes on stage and slaps Chris Rock in the face. I mean... <laughs> What what's your take on this? We I mean we got people defending him, saying that Chris Rock's words were literal violence against women. Like I don't know, I don't know. You know, you know here's here's my uh, my beef with Chris Rock, and it and it and it's as simple as when he speaks. Hey there, Jada. I said love you. I said no. By the way, I can't wait to see you in uh, GI Jane too. And he <laughs> and he's always had that you know like somebody grabbed him by the balls or something like that. And that's what and he and he squeals and. I'm thinking, is that what makes him funny? It's kind of like Sam Kennison. Remember him? You know, ah, ah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I mean, I, I've never really particularly found the guy funny. You know, he's sort of the gimmick, that voice. Uh, but, you know, apparently she, she had, she had kind of a cringe, angry look in her face. And, uh, and then suddenly, 
Will's, Will Wills, I guess you can we can call him, uh, gets offended. I guess she probably must have nudged him on the arm or something. He goes up there and he put he puts forth what looked like uh, what he's what he recalled from playing Muhammad Ali probably 15 years ago. A little right jab, except it was a slap. Maybe it was kind of a combination of Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. It was real quick. You could hear the pop. And then he walks off stage, and Chris Rock has kind of this little shocked look. He he's kind of smiling and kind of almost monotone for him. And you could see that look on his face where he's like trying to process what just happened. It, I thought it was kind of funny, and I thought, "Yep, that's that's uh, television. That's as close to Jerry Springer as I've ever seen the Oscars before." You know, my my big problem that I have with it it's it's not even the slap. Listen, like if you're just gonna, the Hollywood's full of lunatics, right? They're all hollow people. They all play make-believe. Their their whole lives are make-believe. You spend your whole life pretending to be someone else. Why wouldn't Will Smith all of a sudden be a tough guy? I mean, why not? Well, let's just I'm just going to be a tough guy now, even though my wife's been sleeping around and telling everybody that she's been sleeping around for years. Now I'm going to be a tough guy because my wife is mad about a joke that Chris Rock said. But the problem, the problem is, you know, you have people defending this like what Chris Rock said was violence. We went literally from sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me, to words or literal violence, and violence against people who say things to you is okay. How many times, though, have we heard women on our side or listened to them say, well, I'm angry because men just won't defend their women's honor anymore, including, you know, the idea that you go there and deck him publicly, you know, some guy publicly who poo-pooed all over them, and I was, and I thought to myself, this is going to be interesting to see all these, you know, comments. You know, Jim Carrey came out. He's he's another one I saw, and I thought, well, there's another nut job too. He's while he's sitting there disgusted by uh, Chris Rock, and well, not Chris Rock, but Will Smith. Here, you know, he makes he spends his spare time making or painting pictures of people killing Donald Trump or Ted Cruz or them getting raped by space aliens or you know whatever crazy things these manifestations he has but uh you know i think it's interesting because will smith is basically a cuckold he's in a cuckolding scenario i mean we saw a photograph uh i guess it was last summer you know jada pink and smith was was banging around with her son's best friend Jaden's best friend um, that's so bad yeah. that's terrible it's not like she's single banging her son's best friend she is married to her son's father and is still going around banging his best friend. I mean, I mean it's 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 kind of like Darth Vader, you know. He's you know he's kind of the bitch of the uh, uh, the Emperor in, in in Star Wars. And by the time you know you get to the uh, Return of the Jedi, he's sitting there being he's saying the Emperor will be your master now. And he's just sitting there, and Luke goes in there, and he's just like smacking around with Vader, who's basically lost his reason to live by this point. And that's basically almost like in some respects with. Will Smith. I mean, he that's probably the maddest he's ever been in his life, assuming that that wasn't also uh, uh, a borderline Oscar-worthy performance, as some people suggest, because you've got all these people who are putting these photographs where I guess they go back and they where they've recorded the Oscars and they've taken frame by frame. Supposedly they're saying, oh, look, he's an inch. He's just an inch shy. And they they'd watch. They must watch professional wrestling because they got the slap down just fine. When you could hear the pop and he walks around, you know, he drops the F bomb a couple times. And, you know, and I guess I guess that's what, the only reason why this Oscars wasn't the the absolute lowest watched one, because suddenly everybody tuned in to see what happened. It's like right. going to a high school fight. 
get a kid, you know, a couple of guys go outside over a girl and they fight outdoors and they're going, and all the kids go around and say, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, it was a high school affair. But then that's what that's what Hollywood basically has. It's like a high school mentality, really. Right. And that's the only thing that I could possibly think of why would the whole thing would be staged is that the Oscars ratings have gone so low and these people, it's all about like the reputation of Hollywood, right? He's up for best actor. Hey, Will, Chris, we, we have an idea. The ratings are going to be low. We want you to do this stunt. We think it's going to be great. We'll throw you some money or whatever. And it just doesn't even make it. It doesn't matter what they offer them. Right. And the fact that these people are such hollow people, they might do it because a normal person would be like, what are you stupid? Yeah. This is dumb. Like this is really dumb. But only in Hollywood would someone who doesn't need to do that agree to do that. But yeah, the, I mean, there's never going to be any real proof, and you're never going to find out. So again, like, just let's, let's definitely if there's not if it's method acting. I mean, method acting. They basically they they rehearse it to such a degree where it actually they actually imitate almost perfectly how it would work. Uh, uh, like for example, they'll actually punch a person. If you watch The Dark Knight, where uh, Keith Ledger's Joker is in the interrogation room. Batman picks him up. He slings him against the wall. He punches him and throws. That actually was real. He was actually punching him and throwing him against the wall. So they actually, that's actually a thing that they do. And uh, so they, you know, so no, I mean, I, I could, you know, if, the, if somebody wanted to approach it from that angle, I mean, they, they're welcome to. Uh, they're probably wasting their time even worrying about it. Uh, do I think it's a distraction by the elites? Well, that's that's getting kind of into QAnon stuff. Right <laughs> <laughs> QAnon, yeah. Um, uh, that's a story for another time. Maybe we'll even talk about that with Ukraine, Russia, because that's some interesting stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, do I think it? I mean, some people are saying, well, it's a deflection by the elites. And I thought on something as spontaneous as that, it'll be gone in, in probably seventy-two hours, and nobody will talk about it again for a while. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not in the, listen, again, it would have to be such a vast, vast conspiracy to tie this directly to the whole Biden-Ukraine thing. And we're going to get to Biden a little bit later on. But in order to really think that the Oscars is doing the bidding of the White House to distract from Biden's terrible job that he's doing, it's a little far-fetched. And listen, if there was evidence to, to back it up, I would say, okay. But it's a little far-fetched. It, it really is. It's, well, it's you know, Joe Biden, and it's debatable whether or not Joe Biden's actually in charge of anything. Uh, they don't have to worry about getting him to act or doing any kind of method acting. He comes across his incompetence and, frankly, you know, senility naturally, uh, now to the point where he screams and, you know, he's screaming at journalists who are friendly and doing everything they can to polish a turd that's, residing in the Oval Office. And now, of course, he's saying, we're going to do regime change. But nevertheless, you know, let's we'll let Joe Biden continue having these celebrities in, in the Oval Office. So, uh, All right. Well, we're, we'll get ready to come back. We're going to come back to Joe. But the other thing about the Oscars, which I just found so stupid and just really wanted it to use this to kind of segue into the next topic, was just the worst hosting job of any show I've ever seen in my entire life by Amy Schumer, who has never been funny, by Wanda Sykes, who the funniest thing she did was on Kirby Enthusiasm, and by Regina Hall, who I don't I don't even know who she is. I honestly don't even know who she is. But they opened it up, and you, um, I was listening to Shapiro earlier, and he's like, yeah, you knew they were going to say something about the, the alleged don't say gay bill, which again is not a don't say gay bill, which we'll get into in a minute. 
But the whole Wanda Sykes thing where people in Florida, we're going to have a great night. You know, we're going to have a great night and people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. And then they just start dancing around going, gay, 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 gay. It's just like, again, are you in like the second grade? This I mean, is possibly one of the me, dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, can we say, can we not say, if, if nothing else, gay pride parades look like big orgies in the middle of the street. They've they they are. Parades. They basically are. I've seen that. They, they've they've yeah. had kids go around and watching this crap for years. And you can see them. These people are basically wearing nothing but like straps and, you know, look like demolition, the tag team in WWF, you know. And and they're, and they're and these kids are sitting there watching them. Over the over time, they get more involved, and now suddenly, they're not hiding anymore their their desire to uh, groom children and make it legal to do that, and doing it in schools. Um, but what do you expect from Walt Disney? Because you know they've got a long history of this, uh, including their involvement with Jeffrey Epstein. And John, you are you are killing me, man. You are jumping the gun on everything. Let's oh, slow it down. Let's slow it down a little bit. Oh. All right. The oh, Florida man. alleged Florida don't say gay bill. In first of all, nothing in that bill says that you can't say gay in a school. What it does is it prevents them from teaching gender theory and sexuality and sex ed to kids in preschool through third grade, which is completely. I don't understand how anyone is against that. No one, no kid in preschool should be dealing with gender identity. And the nonsense that we're seeing on social media, there was this one teacher, I think Daily Wire reported on it. He, uh, he, he, he's like, what am I supposed to talk to my kids? About? I can't talk to my kids about my love life. I can't talk to the kids about what I did on the weekend because I can't tell them that me and my partner went paddle boarding. It's like, that's not part of your job as an educator. The left has conflated education with befriending children. You're not their friend. You're there to teach critical thinking. You're there to get them to the place where they can be functional members of society, not to indoctrinate them into your way of thinking. The education system is broken. If that's what they really want it to be, if it wanted to be where your teacher is your best friend, and yeah, me and I don't go into school and go, oh yeah, me and my wife, we went to a brewery this weekend. We had like seven drinks and then we took an Uber home. No, I don't do that. I come in. And we go, okay, so today we're talking about the War of 1812. That, that's it. it. It's education. It's not supposed to be indoctrination. But they are purposely, purposely lying about this bill. And it takes two seconds. It takes a two-second internet search to get the wording for this bill and realize that the word gay does not appear once. It is essentially a parental rights bill, and it's designed to protect young, young children from subject matter that they shouldn't be involved in. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They've made everything into, you know, the sexual politics, for example, of meat. If they're willing to do it for meat, like, you know, that woman that was at uh, in uh, the Oxford Union where Michaela Peterson was, why wouldn't they do it with children? They, I mean, really, why wouldn't they do it with children? They're already doing it in cartoons. Uh, and so, of course, you know, Hollywood, you know, Hollywood's kind of for years kind of had subtle little things. And, and in a sense, though, really, it goes back quite a ways because, you know, for example, there was uh, uh, Lolita. Remember that book, Nabokov? Mm -hmm. you, had a, you had a man that fell in love with basically a 13 year old girl. I mean, they were that was sort of kind of the you know, people didn't realize it, but everybody was so in, enthralled by the story. And, it, and it's just now where it's now completely LGBT stuff. 
and they're doing they're showing it in, in educational cartoons and of course why wouldn't they be doing it in schools because you know they've they've done sex ed in, in schools and stuff for years you go to for example in new york you already had with uh, bloomberg who was handing out birth control pills and i think what condoms in schools stuff that wouldn't be done here why wouldn't they be doing that now because they're taking everything to the limit and then it'll probably at some point it'll go to polygamy or yeah, well, they realize the earlier you get the kids, the more likely you are to hold on to them. And that's why they had this whole nonsense, was it a few years ago, 16-year-olds should vote. Why? Because the majority of 16-year-olds don't understand how the world works, and they hear that the Democrats are trying to help everyone and give everyone equal rights. Hey, dum-dum, you don't realize that everyone else already has equal rights in America. So you get them while they're young, you get only 16-year-olds to vote Democrat, and you can sweep elections before these kids understand what the hell they did wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, did you see that report recently where they, where they're, they're saying now 30% of, uh, of, uh, gen of zoomer Christians are LGBT. Did you see that? I did not see that. That sounds but like a very high number, but here's the catch. And this is, and, and I think maybe it's either that, I know there was a high number for Christians, but, uh, they're the one in terms that where they're talking about in general zoomers were all like, like a third of them. Of LGBT, they found something interesting. Virtually all the gains were trans, so it's become a fad. It's not anyone who sits there and tries to tell you that suddenly you you are a a space sexual and you're like a really a space alien. That's how you have sex or whatever. That's insane. That's just a manifestation and like a meat going on playing on the playground and I'm playing a, a you know like Marvin the Martian or something. Does that mean I'm I'm Marvin the Martian and I have sex with other Martians? No. Well that's the whole premise of what Matt Walsh's book, Johnny the Walrus, is the kid one day he's a space he's a he's a cowboy and he's a knight and then he's a he's a puppy and then all these other people are like, No no no, he's really a walrus. He Did you read that book? I didn't read it yet. I was reading I read the I was reading an excerpt from it. And I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get this thing. Oh my God. This I just, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and I do apologize when I jumped a bit to the Disney thing. I was kind of subtly was trying to settle, I guess, a little too quickly into the Disney portion of it. Well, let's get let's get into that now. So basically okay. what happened was Disney came out with a uh, with a statement because apparently 70 of their 200,000 employees wanted them to. And they came out and said that the, the Florida bill, which is the alleged don't say gay bill, which, again, is nothing to do with not saying gay completely irrelevant and complete fake news that this is a don't say gay bill and they they are gonna they this bill should never have been passed and we're gonna work to get it repealed i'm like first of all you're disney i like just stay out of my government i don't even, i don't want my government in my life and i don't want my disney in my government you know go make another season of the mandalorian that's what i need you for i don't need you i don't need you in florida messing with the government that we don't need that so when I told you about that story, you came forward with the Disney pedophile scandal stuff. So let me put our first graphic up on here. And this is a bunch of stories. If you want to guide people a little bit through this, John. Well, guess what? When you look at those article headlines, you can tell that Disney truly does practice what they preach. Uh, down to the point they've actually been caught numerous times. They're uh, executives. Uh, you can see you can see all those uh, right there where they're, they're being uh, arrested for child pornography and uh, trafficking and such like that. Already similar to what we saw not too long ago with CNN with uh, the producers for uh, 
Don Lemon and uh, what was it? I guess it was uh, Cuomo, right? Yeah. Cuomo. And this is this seems to be a, a recurring pattern in other uh, media outlets. So this is going to be interesting if we begin to find more. But yeah, this is this is Disney right here, guys. And uh, so is it any is it any any wonder why they take this so seriously in terms of what's going on? Because suddenly their their cover will be blown and they might not be able to have fun anymore if it becomes. Uh, it catches on too much. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's pretty disturbing. And then you sent me this too with the uh, the Disney VPs and all of them uh, down there with Jeffrey Epstein on his uh, his little pedophile island with Bill Clinton. Yeah, there's Bill Clinton. Tony Podesta, by the way, is the brother of John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, campaign manager in 16. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, you're seeing some pretty people who are very compromised right now. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere at some point Biden has been there, but I haven't seen anything per se about him yet. I think sniffing the kids goes over the line. They're okay with you having sex with them because well, it's pedophile know, island. But I think sniffing them is a little too much even for these guys. Well, you know, they also, I mean, of course, the reason why this was never, this was never reported on by uh, James O'Keefe was because, he was never able to confirm, but there was Ashley Biden, his granddaughter, who supposedly, you know, he she took showers with her grandfather and all sorts of, you can imagine, horrible things happened. But then, but now, you know, segueing to the next uh, slide, uh, there is the Disney Cruise Line. St. James Island, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is where, is the name of the island that Jeffrey Epstein lived on. And all of his little crazy pagan temples that have like, you know, that appear to have like pictures of young boys as of uh, as angels and such well here you are right here with disney cruise lines and they apparently docked they would part of their little trips were you know docked on saint james island i mean that's that's the one of, one of the most disturbing things i've heard in a while because if you think about the disney cruise it's i mean i would guess it's a family cruise right it's disney i mean it's to then bring kids to this island where children are being sexually abused where someone who has been known to traffic women and abuse women and abuse children and to basically turn out underage girls. And now you're bringing children to this Island. It's, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot. Okay. I say, was that the last one? Yeah. That's the last one I got. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, that's, uh, that's what you're seeing out of Disney. So no wonder, I mean, I, I don't think there's any coincidence or not much of one that Disney seems to be uh, taking it rather hard. Oh, that didn't sound good. Um, in terms of the Florida don't so-called don't say gay bill, which all it ever talks about is basically saying you're not going to basically uh, promote sex or teach about sexual identity to child, school children from kindergarten to the third grade. Now, I don't see where they're teaching you. You, know, you have the inalienable right to be gay and you have no right to do that. It's just simply saying, hands off that stuff until after that. And I think it's very telling that they would be taking offense at the idea that you can't groom your, you can't groom young children as, or you know, even as as late as nine years old. I mean, seriously. Yeah, because I mean, how impressionable is a preschool? How impressionable is a kindergarten? They're extremely impressionable, and it's, I mean, come on, it's like it's getting ridiculous. And the fact that anyone would back this up the fact that anyone would justify this the fact that anyone who's not a sick twisted individual would defend people going after this bill and not just be like you know what 
maybe my second grader doesn't need to know if his teacher is gay or straight or whatever it is, because that's not the teacher's job. It's the parent's job to raise their kids. Oh, it's yeah. not like, oh, well, one of the kids in my class has two moms and we don't know how to talk about it. Guess what? You don't have to talk about it. When the kids go home to their parents, they can ask their parents about it and they can talk to their kids about it. You know, that when you're nine years old, you, all the girls appear to have cooties to you. Same thing girls see the boys as having cooties. They don't have much to do on there until about fifth grade when they're reaching about 11 years old. And suddenly that's when puberty hits, the hormones start raging, and then you enter middle school, and that's the parents' worst nightmare. <laughs> and then you get to high school, and then you get the real cooties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I look at on the band buses and they do hand checks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I always I, looking back, I was like, was cooties this like code word that parents were giving to kids to be like, don't have sex, girls, you're gonna catch something if you if you go and touch girls, I, I, or like for girls, like if you touch a boy, something bad's gonna happen. You're gonna get something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who I don't know who came up with the whole cooties thing, but I just know that. I did get my cootie shot. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I got my cootie shot. Okay. So I am good to go. I'm also married. So it's a real <laughs> But I did get my cootie shot back. I'm pretty sure it was the third grade. I got my cootie shot. So oh my gosh. I'm safe. I don't need I don't need to wear a mask for cooties. But <laughs> let's transition over to the insanity that is the Biden administration and their handling of the Ukraine Russia conflict, war, crisis, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, besides the fact that Joe Biden has possibly done more damage to his public image than anyone could have in the last week, oh my God. this thing does seem to be winding down a little bit or appear to, you know, Putin saying that, you know, we might try to wind this down or, you know, it's the whole thing's a complete mess. But besides Biden calling for a regime, regime change in Russia, which is... I don't understand how Putin isn't like launching missiles at Alaska right now, but I mean, where, where do you see this going? Like this has been, it's been a month, right? What, like, where do you, do you see this thing actually winding down or, you know, are Russia's hands just too ridiculous that Ukraine's never going to concede? Well, I, first of all, I'm going to say this. I don't think the war is going nearly as well for Ukraine as, you know, the, the propaganda coming out of, of uh, Zelensky's camp would have you would have you believe. Uh, remember, you know, the, the government of Ukraine was actually ranked as more corrupt than even Putin's. So when you when you read all the news out of Fox News, I mean, and it sounds like you're you're reading out reading the dialogue of a comic book. Just understand that uh, a lot of that is not totally not completely accurate or greatly distorted. Mm-hmm. But in terms of uh, the, the, the short of in terms of where, where I think the direction is on, they basically they've taken Maripol. So they now from Odessa all the way up to, you know, through Crimea, the port of Sevastopol and then Mar- Maripol. And I think they're even to the area around the Sea of Azov. Uh, they now control the most important area of Ukraine, which is the Black Sea coastline. Why that is significant is because that cuts your ability off to supply, resupply the Ukrainian military by way of the Black Sea. So, like, for example, they probably almost certainly are coming from Turkey, and they're since Turkey's NATO, and they're going into those. Well, they can't do that. 
they're now, as we speak, they're now evacuating Maripol, which basically means it's more or less fallen. When that happens, then uh, there will not be anything much stopping Russia now because now they're beginning to attack Liev. And my understanding now is those the in, the information where they supposedly said that the Ukrainians had taken back a suburb of Kiev is not accurate. It never happened. Uh, it's so. I mean, what what do we know? Did have the Russians really lost thirteen thousand five hundred troops, or is it more along about one tenth, like they said? Uh, you know, we all we know already. For example, the the uh, those thirteen sailors that were that were in Crimea, the ones that one of them said, you know, flipped the bird and he said, "F you, Russia," and then he got blown away. That didn't happen either. They claimed that there was a Holocaust memorial that that was supposedly the Russians, the way they talk about, it, deliberately attacked. Well, they attacked it. Well, they say they attacked it, but then there was an Israeli journalist. I think maybe it was the maybe the Jerusalem Post. She goes over there for the purpose of seeing it to cover it, you know, for the Jewish world to read. Lo and behold, nothing had happened to it. Remember, Zelensky had said, for example, that that Ukraine historically has played a major role. He played a role in World War II in protecting Jews, but that's not accurate either. Not they at all. It's the opposite, actually. actually. Yeah, <laughs> they actually they actually welcomed Hitler as a as a uh, liberator into that country. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why when when the Soviet Red Army was steamrolling towards Berlin, uh, Stalin engaged some of his greatest atrocities in, in, in Ukraine because he killed those that were aligning with the Nazis, just butchered. Them. Uh, Stalin was known to wipe out villages of tens of thousands of people. So in other words, all he really did there was you trade one form of totalitarianism for another. But anyway, we're finding out, you know, all sorts of things where, you know, they're hitting civilian targets, some of which may have happened. Uh, you know, the one, I think, you know, you know, you heard the one about the uh, maternity hospital. I think it was in Maripol. Remember that one? Yeah. Supposedly Russia, they, they would have you believe Russia deliberately hit an air, had an airstrike over it. But now they're suggesting that that may not have been true at all because that girl, they had a girl where they tried to show that she supposedly died. In the middle of that, and apparently they said no, she didn't. They they found information later on that she wasn't dead. So it seems you know the U Ukraine is now trying to spin this as much as possible, as possible in terms of making Russia look worse than they already are. Whereas you know supposedly there's there's footage su suggesting that Ukraine has engaged in atrocities of their own. So we're not dealing we're not dealing with a bunch of good people in their government at all. Zelensky is corrupt in himself. Zelensky continues to associate with actual neo-Nazi militias in uh, Crimea and in some of them also in eastern Ukraine. Now, I will also say this for those who are who keep saying, "Well, you know, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be dealing with Ukraine because of neo-Nazis and what have you." The Russians have also been dealing with me, have also done so too, and they've also it's also known that there are pro-Soviet era communist organizations in those areas that Russia uh, occupied with regards to the proxy war that's been in place since 2014. So the point of the point I think here is this. Nobody, Ukraine is never going to get that area back. They never were. They signed that Minsk II agreement, uh, I guess a year, maybe two years after the proxy war began. And it was, a, it was uh, agreed upon with Russia, Ukraine, Donetsk, and I think Luhansk, I think that's how you pronounce it, autonomous regions. And so nobody else in the world really recognized it. But at, that you created a really big problem right there in trying to suggest that Russia didn't have a claim or that Ukraine didn't have a claim.
And so, no, you know, the only the only country that really seemed to take it seriously was Russia. Ukraine simply never paid much mind to it, and it's not did America. Ukraine, you know, Joe Biden would be more than happy for for you to leave Ukraine to its fate, because it would be a way of basically sweeping away evidence of what his wrong did, or what the Clinton Foundation has done, or Mitt Romney's uh, son and John Kerry, or what have you. It's been all it's been all you know a big money laundering scheme. So right now they would be they would have no problem let let leaving Ukraine to its fate. Now, and you brought up a good point. I've been saying this a lot to people in person, and I've been saying it on the show sparingly. In certain situations, it rings very, very true. We've been conditioned by Hollywood and by the media to view every conflict as having a good guy and a bad guy, someone you should root for and someone that you should put down. And that's simply not the case. And I talk about this with the case of Trayvon Martin and George, whatever the hell his name was. I don't remember his name anymore. It you can have two dirt bags in a situation, and just because one comes out on top doesn't make them the bad guy or the, the victim. You have two dirt bags, and that's the situation that we have with Russia and Ukraine is that you have two corrupt governments, you have two dirt bags in countries, and terrible corrupt governments having a pissing match. And the people that are really that are catching flack for this are the Ukrainian people, right. That's the real victim in the situation. But again, the problem is that someone gets propped up as a hero and someone gets propped up as a villain. And then again, you have Jamie Lee Curtis at the Oscars with her blue ribbon for Ukraine, right? You have Sean Penn saying that if Zelensky is not patched into the Oscars, then he's going to smelt his Oscars in public. First of all, if this war is as crazy and going as insane as everyone says, why would Zelensky have time to pop into the Oscars? That, well, that doesn't no. make any sense. First of all, no one watches the Oscars. And secondly, what world leaders are in Hollywood at the Oscars? I mean, have you not noticed that he's going around like he, he talks to the, uh, the, uh, the, the Bundestag in Germany, which is their, their, uh, their uh, parliament, and he starts bringing up, you know, hammering away it is, you bring up the memories of the Holocaust and the Berlin Wall. Seriously, to, to promote a guilt trip? He goes over here. He brings up Martin Luther King, the Civil War, and all this. I mean, you never heard the like. And, and but I mean, here's the thing that the you you we've heard for at, le- at least a year now. If Putin if Putin uh, invades and he takes Ukraine, he's going to resurrect the Soviet Union. But that's not what he wants. What he wants is a new Russian Empire. But had but it's sort of like pre-modernity. But at the same time, it would be, you know, probably a so-called kind of a nominally democratic version of it. But Russia is not exactly a liberal democracy. It's something else. Um, and a lot of people said they've even traced it to some of their interest to be in the Byzantine Empire, which was the Eastern Roman Empire. Actually, it was actually the Roman Empire after it collapsed as well because it was at Constantinople. And they said Russia would like to expand and take all of what had used to be the Russian Empire, which would have been as far east, I think, as East Germany. And that would take, you know, Poland. It would take probably Romania because they would like to take the entire Orthodox world, Orthodox Christianity for, for people <laughs> not aware of that. So that would be like the former Yugoslavia. That would imply perhaps Greece might be some interest. But the one that I've talked about in terms of Russia, in terms of war, would be Turkey. You may have read some of the stuff I've written about that, because the home of Orthodox Christianity is 
Istanbul or what used to be Constantinople. That's what Russia would like to do. And there has always been the concept uh, in the post-Cold War period, you know, what they call the ideology Eurasianism. And it was to build an, a Russian empire that stretches from Lisbon in Portugal to Vladivostok way in the east. Like, and that's what they would like. That's That's been the concept that has been talked about. There's even been, been talks about, you know, loosely in the European Union, Russia kind of forming a merger where Russia kind of becomes an EU member. And you have that huge expansion of EU nations all the way from Lisbon literally to Vladivostok. I mean, that's he's got some big dreams. And listen, I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin, but again, I'm not here to go out and say that we should be anywhere involved in this conflict at all, despite Joe Biden telling American troops that they're going to Ukraine and then the White House having to walk it back. Uh, well, but, here's the thing, though. With every country that Putin would overtake, you would have to assume he gets stronger because then he he acquires the wealth of that nation. True. So Germany, Germany screwed because they're so pacifistic and they don't have much of a military, you know, uh, foundation right now. Now they're beginning to massively increase spending, but they're still beholden to Russian oil because they can't stop taking taking that in with that Nord Stream two, which they did, I think, cut off. Uh, but Poland right now is paranoid because Poland already doesn't like Germany. Uh, they have a history of, you know, basically whichever nation between Germany and Russia stronger, they become annexed in no small part. So right now they're going nuts. The Baltic nations, which were the first three Soviet republics to break away, they're terrified right now. And Russia would go through them very quickly because basically that's probably a three-hour drive, you know, you know, if, if you and I were to take or drive across those countries. And they think if he were to expand further, the next country he would go for was Moldova, because there's about half that country, I think, that is actually disputed territory between Russia and you know the nation in Moldova. And it's not a NATO nation. So again, it would be sort of like, well, if, if NATO were to get involved in into conflict, well, then suddenly you've declared war, World War III on Russia. But I think, you know, it's only a matter of time, I think, before Ukraine falls, because now that they can't, they've lost a lot of their uh, ports for being resupplied by NATO around the Black Sea. Now the Russians are going to simply, you know, kind of pull back and begin launching those. If you've ever watched old World War II films, you're, you're seeing some your films, you've seen some of this. Where during when they were, when the Red Army was approaching Berlin, they, they would start launching what they call Katusha rockets. And they would just they would just bombard these cities into oblivion before the Red Army would storm in. And they used to call it the German soldiers would call it Stalin's organ. That's what they're going. That's already starting to do stuff like that's why, for example, a lot of these cities have been utterly flat, particularly like uh, Maripol and uh, Odessa. Right. So but him, him expanding further into Europe and even closer to Western Europe is something we're not looking at now. It is definitely it's, a, it's definitely a possibility. And should he choose or how should he be successful in whatever peace talks they are? Should he gain the land that he wants to gain? Or again, should Ukraine completely fall, which again, everything remains to be seen. That's a whole nother issue. But as but of right Biden now, is a the issues that we're having is that we have an ineffective leader who is calling on European nations to, to basically boycott Russian oil with no, no good answer to that. And the answer could have been, American oil. We could have been like, hey, we are energy independent. And you know what? We got some extra. We can sell it to you 
let's make some money. Let's draw, let's, you know, let's help Americans out even more. But instead, like the nonsense, him going to Venezuela and all this other crap, it's, it's all empty. It's again, it's empty people, man. This is what I'm seeing on TV. I'm seeing empty people, empty words, and just a whole bunch of nonsense and people buying it. Oh, man, I, I mean, was it Biden has already suggested that he would be open to a preemptive nuclear strike? Or I mean, responding in kind with chemical weapons. I mean, come on now. I mean, let's not, I mean, let's, uh, let's now admit, let's now, you know, you know, feel the fire of what we already know with biolabs. I mean, they're researching the same crap that we have in Wuhan, China, you know. You know, I mean, it's it, we're starting to look awfully bad as much as our media is trying to sugarcoat it. But I mean, he sits there and he's talking about a preemptive nuclear strike. He's now talking about regime change. What is he, George W. Bush? Well, he was a neocon himself. Democrats, neocons have a long history with Democrats anyway. But he doubles down. He says regime change. And he's now said this about three times, even in spite of the fact that his own administration is having to go behind him. And say, oh no, that's not what we intend to do. The reason why Biden is doing this is because he is he has now deteriorated cognitively to where now he has no uh, filter at all. And uh, and now because and now that he has no filter, he's now talking about things that they actually are discussing behind the scenes that should not be talked about. I mean, he's really losing it though. I mean, there is a video I posted up on the Instagram where. He's talking about sanctions were never designed to deter Putin. And then you have every single person that works for the White House going, yes, no, sanctions are, we're trying to deter him. That's why we do the sanctions. And everyone knows that that's what sanctions are. They're supposed to act as a deterrent. You want, you don't want someone to do something. Okay, well, guess what? You're not doing what I want you to do. Here's some sanctions. And that's the deterrent. It's just, there's no, but my whole problem is even if, even if Biden gets impeached, right? Even if Biden or they invoke the 25th or Biden steps down or passes away, whatever it is, Biden's not president. We are stuck with Kamala Harris, who is who is not even the Joker. Everyone's talking about Kamala Harris is the Joker. Kamala Harris isn't the Joker. Jamala, Kamala Harris is the Riddler from Batman Forever, okay? She's Jim Carrey with the white sparkly suit on and the hair all crazy, just going completely insane on Chris O'Donnell. That's who Kamala Harris is. Yeah, uh, you know, what's it? What was it? Uh, Kamala Harris. She she uh, explains in uh, poll and she goes, "Well, what happened was a bigger nation invaded a smaller nation, and that's what happened." I'm thinking, what? Where's your storybook? Are you going to show me the illustrations? They they uh, think we're so stupid. It's amazing. It's amazing how anyone on TV, on the especially on the left, but even on both sides, this, this happens all the time. They think we're dumb. They think we don't have access to the internet. They don't think we know anything. And we've been seeing this from Biden from his entire his entire time in the presidency. You don't even before that, before that, when he was running, you don't know. You don't know. He's yelling at his own voters that they don't know things. I mean, it's it's they want they and the government's not supposed to be our parent, but they're sure as hell acting like it. Well, here's the thing about Biden. When he says that uh, that uh sanctions do not deter dictators. In the case of Putin, I mean, if you were to go back to when he actually had a brain, you know, that word, uh, he wouldn't be wrong about that because we've been sanctioning Vladimir Putin now uh, for eight years, going back to the invasion of Crimea. Of course, somebody said, well, you know, we they annexed Crimea by way of a, of a referendum. Well, that doesn't matter because you invaded a sovereign territory, other nations are. But nevertheless, he, 
we've been we've been sanctioning Putin now since then. The Russian economy has been utter shambles because the ruble has been already been kind of you know in nowhere's bill. And it's now a good thing we were buying their oil though. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were, and still to this day, although we finally stopped uh, purchasing Russian oil, uh, now we're still using Vlad, we're still using Russian and Chinese diplomats to uh, to to create a revised version of the Iran deal that is even more uh, favorable to the Iranians. My God, that was a that was an extortion, an act of dis distortion, extortion to the tune of 140 billion dollars in aid. I mean, I mean, it's basically blackmail of some kind. Now, what over, what over, we don't know. I mean, I, do, I don't know if we want to know. But, I mean, th this whole thing is a, I hate to say it this way, a shit show. That's what it is. Um, it, it's, you know, we can't, we, we ask, we want to ask questions, but we don't know where to begin anymore. It's like, you know, what, do we even know what's going on enough to ask anymore? I mean, I've, I, I, I've played with the idea that, the incompetence is actually on purpose and then that it's just that they were actually really dumb or it's the ideology and they don't understand government or economics or anything. But at some point, it's just my head starts to hurt because at some point I go, it has to be on purpose. This whole stuff, no one could be this incompetent. You can't be. It is impossible to be handed basically everything done amazingly and all you have to do is restart it and slap your name on it and you decide to tear it up right it's like someone writes a paper an amazing paper and leaves it on the bus and you pick it up and you go oh my god this is perfect for my history class and then you look at it and you go oh i don't like the person that wrote this and you tear it in half oh my god and then you and then you go and write I don't know. You just like take a dump in a pizza box and get <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what this is. It's not even a paper. Biden's not even writing a paper. He's literally like taking a dump in a box and handing it to you. It's yeah. just, it, it's amazing. I've said, I said this with De Blasio too. It has to be on purpose, right? It has to be. You can't be this incompetent. It, it you can't be that stupid. Are they this stupid, or it, 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 could I be right that it's on purpose? Well, de Blasio, first of all, was an open communist. He didn't hide that fact, so he was acting completely by ideologically. Joe Biden is reminds me of Leslie Nielsen in Scary Movie Three when he speaks at the United Nations. That literally is what he reminds me of. He's you know between a combination of that and Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and then Kamala Harris uh, is actually more incompetent and perhaps even dumber than Biden at this stage of Biden's cognitive degeneration. The only thing is she does at least have some manner of, uh, of uh, uh, filter, which is why she keeps she keeps going very closely to the script provided her by uh, Blinken and I guess Ron McClain. Uh and then, but if you look at the cabinet, the, the cabinet, nobody really is in charge and nothing they are doing seems to connect with one another. Normally, for example, with Obama and, and Trump, regardless of what you, which side you were on, there was a clear definition of where, where generally they wanted to go. Uh, there does not appear necessarily to be that in this case. Why are we, why are we continuing to double down on these mandates for the military on vaccines and masks? Uh, and we continue to, uh, do these crazy uh, uh, social justice entry standards? I think maybe even they may even be once again trying to 
uh, alter the standards for entry in places like the uh, the Marines for so they can get more women and such. You're putting transgender people as a means of attracting people to the military. Probably says, well, if you join, we'll provide you a sex change operation on taxpayer money, or we'll give you a a flight suit if you're pregnant so you can go fly mission and whatever. And uh, well, what's what's the end game with that? Because if I'm creating a fighting force, right? I want the the either the you know depending on what part you're going in. I want the smartest. I want the toughest. I want the bravest. I want the best people to go into this. I don't care what your gender identity is. Why would I want to bring in people who are who these these qualities have nothing to do with the job? The U.S. Army is not beholden to stockholders. So why would you need to bring in all this woke agenda? It just it doesn't make any sense. And it's the same thing. You see all these videos of of women cops, right? And again, I support police that do the right thing. I know a bunch of women that are cops. They're great. You know, do do you. But I, I was in the academy with girls who were five feet, 100 pounds. And if I'm getting in a fight with some giant dude, I don't want her backing me up. I want the 6'5 dude who can grab the other guy by the throat and choke slam him through a wall. And the fact that the physical standards are different for men and women is the problem because if the physical standards were the same and you can do the job just as well as the man is expected to do it, then fine. But this physical standards are so much lower for women. You're not doing the same job. And it doesn't mean they don't have a role in police department, right? You can, they can have desk You can have them doing other things inside the department. Yeah. But if I'm on the street and you know, it's a physical job, and you know, it's a violent job, you know, it's a scary job. I, it, the standards should be the same. I should have confidence that whoever is coming to have my back can handle it just as well as I would be able to. Well, one thing's for certain, uh, it has been more or less proven women are actually better snipers than men. They have higher thresholds of pain, but in terms of muscle mass as well as oxygen capacity, theirs is only about 60% of men. That's just, I mean, it's not their fault. Uh, yeah. That ties in, of course, into the women's athletics, but that's not what we're talking about presently. But in terms of what you're talking about, the end game with the military, at the same time, there's also the question, why are we why are we purging on ideological grounds the actual demographics, which is mostly white uh, white men from uh, rural America, rural America or the suburbs, particularly in the south or over flyover country? Why are we purging them uh, if we find that they have an American flag or they have a... Uh, Gadsden flag, or we have too many Trump flags, and God forbid if they've got a Confederate flag somewhere. Uh, we've been putting people like this in the military for years, and they have served us well and loyally and love their country. That's who we are purging. And now because of that, you're also having people leave the military because they can't handle the woke stuff uh, if they're not being kicked out. And they're having a really, really serious problem drawing new recruits. Even though they've, they've increased, I think, minimum pay up to, I think, $50,000, nobody wants to join. And if you look at the places that most of the military is coming from, it's not coming from places like New York. Because if my salary is $50,000 in the military, or even what it was before, right? Entry salary, I think, was like thirty k or something like that. That is an unlivable wage in the state of New York. But in the state of Texas, that's it's a livable wage. So you, my, my career prospects... If I'm not going to college, even if I am going to college, right, I want to go into office school or just join the military. If I'm in a state and I want to stay in a state where the the starting salary is completely unlivable in that state, 
I'm going to take that off the table. That's that's going to be a factor. So that you're then purging all these places where you're getting soldiers from all this time in favor of people from these woke northern liberal states or even California, whatever liberal state you want, where the taxation is higher. And then you're not going to get these people. Who are you getting from those states? You're going to get the bottom of the barrel. You're going to get these this woke nonsense. It's not going to create an effective fighting force. And we've seen it where China is make, making themselves more masculine, right? They they banned, was it, uh, feminine men from TV. They're doing all these things to make their country stronger. And we are purposely doing things to make our military weaker. Listen, whatever you want to do in the privacy of your bedroom, I don't care. I really don't. It doesn't bother me. But when you're in the military, there's a certain thing you need to be in the military. You have to have a certain type of gusto. You need to have a certain type of mentality. And it shouldn't be where, oh, I need to make sure everybody knows that I used to be a man, but now I identify as a woman or that everyone knows that I'm gay. Or it, 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 it's, not, it's not part of the job. Just like teaching, it's not part of the job. Do the job. It's a job. It's not a participation trophy. The military isn't, oh, I didn't know what to do after high school and I wanted health insurance. That's not what it is. Well, you know, they're trying to do diversity hire. I mean, we know for a fact, as we just briefly touched on that, the trans and women and all that. But, I mean, they're going to try to, you know, open the, the door to more blacks because they want, they're going to do the whole affirmative action thing expanded there. Well, the problem is, if you go back particularly to the 60s, I know for sure a lot of blacks, so I'm not going to go fight for a country that hates me and wants me to die. And that's the type of stuff you hear. But, you know, if you think about it, and, and, and you may disagree with me on this, but, you know, bear with me. You know, the left has always hated this country, and for various reasons, they'll say we never, we do not have the legit, we have no legitimate right to exist based on, you know, colonialism and slavery and all that. Yeah, every nation in the history of the world. But here's the thing here with, with the, the actual patriots in this country, and not again, bear with me, have come to hate America for what it is today. Because it is not the America that we grew up in. It is basically a forgery and it does not reflect. It's, it has ceased to be America. That's why we are fighting back to stop what they are doing and try to get it back. Nobody likes what it has become. No, absolutely not. And I hate to cut you off, but we are out of time today, Jonathan. I think that was a great way to stop. Um, why don't you give the folks um, the information on where they can find more of your work online? Okay, um, I I have a website, the Conservative Historical Review. Uh, you can find it at, at at the following address: the Conservative Historical Review uh, at, at uh, dot wordpress uh, dot com. You can find that link also on my Instagram page, which is Jonathan P. Henderson. All right, guys, make sure you check out Jonathan's stuff. His stuff is excellent. And we might have to have you back on to talk about men playing women's sports uh, later in the week or next week. But uh, that's a whole other topic that, and, uh, that I wish we could talk about now. But we can, we, can, you, can you put this the opening theme? Uh, dude looks like a lady. Please do that. Please, I beg you. We uh, as, long, as, as long as I won't get sued, I'll definitely do it. <laughs> um, but for that guys make sure please check us out on facebook empire state conservatives where we are heavily shadow banned on instagram where you're also heavily shadow banned at underscore empire state conservatives on twitter at empire state cons and once again our website at www.empirestateconservatives.com anything that any money that we can make guys goes back into fighting back against leftist tyranny we have been dealing with their nonsense for a long time facebook is constantly trying to shut us down instagram is constantly trying to shut us down 
for simply reporting on things that Nancy Pelosi says herself. So, guys, anything you can do to help us out, merch, shirts, great defund gun control, or my uh, FJB hat, you know, trying to keep the language clean for the, for the children's. But um, for that, guys, everybody, stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom.